Welcome back to the Octo Island Podcast, the Twisted Mug Media Network's premier Star Wars Expanded Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matthew. And I'm Nolan. And as you can see by the title here, we are finishing up our Season 1 reviews of The Clone Wars today. So long, Um, Season 1. So long, Season 1. We're not done with you quite yet because come back two weeks from now, uh, we will be doing a Season 1 wrap-up show, talk about the season as a whole. But oh, for right now, today? we're here to talk about the uh, the next four episodes, Season 1, Episode 19, Season 1, Episode 20, 21, and 22, the Ryloth Trilogy, and Hostage Crisis. Um, real quick, boys, we didn't mention this before we got on mic, but is there any Star Wars news that you heard about that you want to talk about? I, I can't think of any right now. Bad Batch. We talked about... Oh, oh, yeah, Bad Batch. oh yeah, you're correct. Yes. Absolutely correct. Um, So yeah, the Bad Batch series got announced, which is going to be a... Spinoff slash sequel series. Yes, Logan is flex or Logan Nolan is flexing that he remembered to bring up the Bad Batch, but I completely <laughs> forgot that that happened. Yeah, so the Bad yeah. Batch is going to be a spinoff sequel series to the Clone Wars, focusing on the Bad Batch, which is a group of episodes that just came out in season seven. So it'll be a long time before we get there. Yeah, we haven't um, talked about that yet. Haven't talked about them yet. Uh, don't want to talk about them too much yet in terms of the actual show because. Uh, there are some spoilers for those episodes if we're going to talk about what happens in the show in general, but it... it bat peen. So, mm-hmm. the press release did say that this will take place after the end of the Clone Wars. So this will be during, I guess, the Empire times, so that's going to be pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys, do you have any expectation, expectations for this show going into it? I mean, I know you boys don't know the Bad Batch at all. Yeah, I do not I, know I who the Bad Batch is. So. Yeah. I haven't I, seen the episodes yet. Is it the the group of girls in season seven? Maybe you can't. No, thank it's God. Not? Oh, okay. No, they're clones. They're clones. <laughs> they're special clones. Oh, I see. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I we'll have to talk about when we're reviewing it, but I'm excited to, you know, uh, since these this is kind of going back and reviewing things in the past, I'll be excited to, like, finally be reviewing some episodes in real time with the rest of the world. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe if yeah, we and if we choose to that do was that. my initial idea, but then I was like, you know what? It would be kind of weird to review season seven of the Clone Wars without reviewing the first six first. So now we're That's doing fair. everything. everything. We're we doing everything. We're, I don't know. We're I, doing it all. Um, I, so I speaking hope, of doing it all, I guess that's our. Oh, go ahead, Nolan. I kind of hope that Bad Batch is not so much of a kid show, and I hope it's a little bit more like a little more violent. And like it probably will be. I, I did think that the logo said the bad bitch. Uh, I, I did when it too. First came out. I was like, ah, was Star so Wars, confused. the bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there was an edit of that that went out almost immediately as soon as the the logo was released. Someone That's edited fantastic. bad bitch in there. Um, There's a Star yeah, Wars no, flight I'm... simulator coming out, which was the Ooh, other yeah, thing I was really? going to bring up. Yes, we talked about it a little bit on I might play that. Um, but there is a Star Wars Flight Simulator coming out, I think, later this year. Um, I think like a might... whole-ass pod? Well, it's not a whole-ass pod. It's like it's a game that you plug into like your flight rigs and stuff. So a lot of people were talking about... Like, oh, yes, just the flight, flight rigs, rigs you have. Stuff. Mm. Right, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's apparently becoming more popular, and they're releasing like a Star Wars like piloting simulator. 
Um, Got to dust off my that's flight. That's very ring. cool for Elon Musk. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, right. I've played those I things that are like in arcades where it's like I yeah. guess basically that where you sit in the pod. Those are sick. So if I could have yeah, one of those in my house, I'm down. Yeah, very have cool. Ever, have you ever cool done the Kanye. ones where it's like attached to a crane arm and it like you have to like strap in like you're in a roller coaster and then you control it no. like you're in an actual jet? No. They have them at like the I think it's the Air and Space Museum in DC. Maybe. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. They're very cool. My dad and I did one when I was uh, younger, and yeah, no, it's just super cool because like you can just like flip yourself around in circles and stuff like that. But it's neat. Dang. ATI field trip? Yeah, there right. we go. Once ATI Corona's gone, not being <laughs> such a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to take an can, ATI field trip that. to Galaxy's All right, so uh, yeah, I think let's get into these these last four episodes in season one, and then we can finally piece on out on season one. Uh, so the first episode that we're going to be talking today is Storm Over Ryloth. Uh, as usual, I'm using my trusty Star Wars The Clone Wars episode guide by Jason Fry. Uh, the theme of the episode is, it is a rough road that leads to the heights of greatness. The little plot summary via the uh, the book here is, Ahsoka starfighters try to break the Separatist blockade of the planet Ryloth, but Ahsoka's refusal to follow orders leads to the loss of several of her pirate pilots and leaves Admiral Yoran wounded. Anakin must restore his apprentice's faith in herself and come up with a plan to break the Separatist stranglehold on Ryloth. And I think I'll just leave it there. Uh, the quote of the episode is, Did you train her not to follow orders? Now said by Admiral Yolaren. And uh, featured characters are Anakin, Admiral Yolaren, and Martuk. Um, so, you boys just want to give me your initial reactions on Storm over Ryloth, the first of the Ryloth trilogy. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting um, from the aspect that, like, I, I did think the actual just having a space battle uh, be the entirety of an episode was very cool. Um, because a lot of times we don't really get to see that in, uh, you know, some of the bigger movies where it's just, like, it's going back and forth between, like, oh, the assault on the Death Star and then, like, Luke and Vader in the throne room or whatever. Um, but I thought it was it was interesting to have a completely, like, space combat-focused episode. Uh, I did... I. I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about Ahsoka, like, just being bummed out for the whole episode. It kind of made me feel like, okay, you fucked up one time in this, like, massive war, and now you're all, like, pity party, and I, so, but I feel like it, if I'm, if, I'm, obviously I haven't seen the episode, so I don't really know past this, um, well, I've seen some, but, like, towards the end, uh, I've, maybe that'll be important for her character development later on but i don't i don't really know obviously but i'm sure when we get to that ryan you'll be able to shed some more light on that sure yes very true yeah i found this episode to just be so boring and really bad uh i just like i feel like in clone wars with space battles especially in this season one there's only uh, you can only make it look so cool with the animation levels that they're going at here. Like, after a while, if it's the entire episode, it's just like, all right, you know, people blowing up things in spaceships. I think that it works a lot better whenever they're doing lightsaber duels or hand-to-hand combat, I think, works better with this animation. And speaking of the animation, they still have not figured out how to animate Anakin's face or have him effectively no. convey emotions. But it's strange because it's just him. Like, in, other, in the, the last episode that we'll talk about here, the fourth one in the set, like, that one I think is animated very well, and, and the third one as well. It's just, there'll be these episodes that come around that just look terrible, and this, and this is one of them. Um, and I just thought it was a little goofy. 
Uh, I, I agree, Brendan. I think uh, you know maybe that for Ahsoka's character development that might have been crucial, but it made the episode an absolute slog uh, to get through. Yeah, I I agree with both you both you guys. Um, I thought kind of having like a space like where they were just flying around. I thought that was really dope because like that's not something you always see. Um, but I agree with Matt towards like the middle of the episode it just kind of dragged on and it was like okay this is boring can we get anything else and then i feel like i was zoning out during the end of the episode it just got really boring and hard to watch um but yeah that was my initial thoughts uh yeah i gotta disagree with you guys i actually really liked this episode i thought it was very entertaining um gotta disagree that the animation was bad i mean that yeah the facial expressions it takes them a long time to really come around on but i thought martuk looked looked really good and very detailed on his close-ups um yeah if you go back and look at some of those close-ups on martuk he looked really good um but you know i think the episode was entertaining you know i understand that you guys didn't appreciate ahsoka's arc maybe here too much but i really liked it and um as with most things, it led me to go and watch the series finale, uh, part of the series finale again, um, and you know it just it felt like a very good start point for Ahsoka's character. Like you know, so many episodes in season one we've talked about where Ahsoka you know is, is growing and learning, um, and I think that this is probably the best example of it so far. The episode that I think ties into a larger story. Um, while also giving us this uh, this story for Ahsoka to, to learn and grow, and st- well, start her journey of learning and growing, which will continue throughout the series, obviously. Um, we have six more seasons to discuss. But I think that, you know, it's, it's a good starting point for her here if you want to s- really start looking at... Um, looking at Ahsoka's character in the long run. Also, I thought the space battles were pretty cool. Um, cool call for, you know, Last Jedi kind of ripped this off a little bit, minus the, uh, didn't go into, you know, hyperspace, but the whole ramming idea, um, ramming the ship into the other ship, that whole idea, uh, very similar to Last Jedi. Um, and yeah, and Ahsoka's tactic to turn the, the ship on its side and then bomb, you know, it doesn't quite make sense, but, like, it's a cool concept and a cool action scene when we get there, so I overall actually really enjoyed this episode, and I gotta disagree with you, Matt, I thought the animation was very good in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an agreed-to-disagree thing, but, uh, yeah, I just I just found it to be pretty boring, and I, I, I like it more when they... Uh, travel to different planets and because that's something that we haven't seen before i mean episode three the whole beginning was a, a space battle a very great space battle i just i feel like i've seen a lot of that in star wars so i like when we get to see new creatures and, and new life which the majority of these other episodes uh dabble in uh yeah no i agree but i, I agree with that statement that it's cool especially once we get to ryloth the stuff the, the stuff in the series kind of evolves once we get to go to different planets and see different places um but I, I still think we need some of these episodes, like, to touch back with home base in terms of, like, the, the through line of the series being the main characters of Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. And I, I found this to be a, a really fun episode, especially, like, the, the first dogfight going so badly for Ahsoka and then being able to come back and, and f- reverse that and somewhat make up for her mistakes. I think it's, it's a good life lesson also for nine-year-old Ryan to learn, uh, as we've talked about before, um... 
I, my, my stasis point is myself at nine years old when I watched this episode for the first time, which I should say, I forgot, this episode um, was fair. directed by Brian Callen O'Connell, written by George Kerstick, and original air date was February 27th, 2009. So at this point, it is still nine-year-old Ryan um, watching this wow. episode. Eventually, eventually, we'll grow up with the show, and I can kind of give you the uh, my own evolution <laughs> with the show, if that's <laughs> even worth mentioning. Um We'll post some photos yeah, no, of nine-year-old Floyd on that's, Instagram. I was just thinking. Honestly, yeah. Stay tuned for the update. I think I do have some. I think I do have some, so we'll see. Um, that can be the new logo I have some from this Island. summer. I definitely have some from summer 2009 that I can post. So. Oh, yes. Um, was that the summer, Ryan, I don't know if you remember this. Um, was that the summer when you and I ran into each other at Busch Gardens? I don't know. No, do you remember not. that? I think I do remember that. <laughs> that was weird. I think that's that fun. was later. I think was. that was a couple years later. I'll have to ask my parents when I we think went that to Bush was Gardens. Like, I think it was 2011. Okay. Because I think it was the summer before sixth grade. If memory serves. That may be correct. Yeah, yeah that might be correct. I don't know. Moving on. Anyway. Um, anyway Story time. Um, I don't know. Is there anything specific from this episode that you guys wanted to talk about? Um, you know, Admiral Yularen gets, gets mega fucked up and then heals... And is, you know, still an Imperial. Okay, here's the thing. I was going to save this conversation for hostage crisis, but we might as well have this conversation here. Is it weird to see all these Imperial characters in a positive light? Like, they always, like, in hostage crisis and this episode with Yularen, like, they'll have Yularen and Palpatine, like, kind of seem like good guys. And it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because Yularen, if you'll remember, is one of the guys on on the bridge of the Death Star, uh, one of the main commanders of the Death Star. So it's just weird oh, okay. to see him be, like, such a main character. And Palpatine. Wait, Yularen is is in... He's one of the, the bad guys in the original trilogy? Or in the... Yes. Oh. In A New Hope, yeah. Wait, how does that Admiral work? Admiral Yularen. Oh. Just look up Admiral Yularen. Um, but he's a good guy here. He should come up. Wait, I'm so confused yeah. now. Because <laughs> he was close enough to Palpatine, I guess. That oh, he and he just, just kind of went over. with Palpatine? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what it seemed like I, to me. I didn't know that. I mean, maybe he was good here. Maybe he was a nice guy. And I mean, it's I, like, uh, you know, Rex and Cody or whichever one shot the, all the Jedi dudes. You know what I mean? Cody. Cody. They were nice yeah. here. They were good guys here. And then they um, turned evil, I guess. I, I think. Yeah, but that has an ex- actual explicit explanation. The clones. Yularen just was like, all right, you know, cool. Well, yeah. I, and he's so, the narrator, which makes this betrayal even more stinging. The, um, yeah. the... The reason for the bounty hunters in Hostage Crisis, like, coming to get, um, the, uh, the hut, um, blanking on the first name. Zero. Zero. Um, Zero. That was, was that, that wasn't on the orders, was that on the orders of the Separatists, or was that, like, a hut's play, making a play to get their relative out of jail? I was kind of confused. I think it's a third party thing. Yeah. So that's probably why it seemed like Palpatine actually cared, because he was like, ah, fuck, you're interfering with my war that I'm waging against myself. Exactly. (laughs) It's still, I mean, I get that in story. I I was thinking that as well, but it still just feels weird to be like, oh my god, is Palpatine going to figure out what to do to save his friends? Yeah, that's like a weird. It's like, ah. It's just a weird thing. The true Sith Lord. The one true Emperor. I can't get the Jedi Council to help us. Like, it's just, like, a weird... Darn! It's a weird thing. <laughs> uh, it's Just knowing weird, that but, this uh, man... It completely recontextualizes it, though. You're right. Like, the fact that 
it's like, oh yeah, no, you're the immortal, like, Sith Lord, and, like, you can clone, like, people, apparently, and, like, put your voice in them and control them, and be, like, this ultimate, like, evil person that uses his force powers to raise thousands of star destroyers can we just pretend that rise of skywalker <laughs> doesn't exist can we just well, uh, yeah, agree it puts that, it, that movie doesn't exist it puts it into a weird new light uh, which is I, actually I, kind of I, fun I, to think so about i refuse to think about it as part of the movies so yes <laughs> did you did you ever read duel of the fates by the way no, no. i didn't you you should it's much better yeah, yeah um, maybe i will at the very least listen to our podcast we summarize it i still ah, want to do a read through of that where yeah like, that would be fun to people... do at some point that would be fun yeah that would be very fun we should do that actually yeah let let, let let's talk about that off mic yeah, yeah. that, that would yeah. be fun once um, we're less busy with stuff but yes I agree. exactly yeah. yeah um in a couple weeks uh we'll be less busy um <laughs> but i don't know is there any, there's nothing really specific i think to talk about in this episode i just think i enjoyed it and you guys didn't just because it's a massive space battle for 20 minutes and ahsoka doubting herself I didn't say I didn't um, enjoy it, but yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Nolan. Um, I I had two things that I like noticed and wrote down. I feel like in this episode we didn't see much of Obi Wan. I don't know if that was just me, kind of like. True. Well, he's he's leading a different attack. That's the second episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also Ahsoka has a lot more power than what I would expect her to have. If you know what I mean, like, I get it. She's a Jedi, and like Jedi. Yeah, I like get as it, a like, military Jedi's, officer. Yeah, Jedi's rank a little higher than like the commanders, which like I get, Bones. like they explain that. <laughs> but still, I'm like, she's a Padawan. Why does she have like so much control? I don't know. It, she's, like, it's kind of like an open-ended question for you guys. It is kind of weird, yeah. How old is this? I think it's one of. Do we know. She, I think, is like 14 or 15 here. Yeah, yeah, this like fifteen-year-old girl like is ranks hey, higher I, than the other military I officers. We do this. That's a freshman <laughs> in high school. We could look up, <laughs> look up her age. Hey, can we drive our ships over here? What the fuck oh, is man. this kid saying to me? <laughs> no. God, Google listening to. Okay, this is weird. Google is definitely listening right now because I went to go and type in Ahsoka. As soon as I hit Ahsoka, it said Tano age as the first result in oh, Google. Wow. I don't like that. I think she's like that makes 15, me uncomfy. It's Steve Jobs. It says Listen, she was 14 when 14, she was assigned okay. to. Uh, Anakin. Says she was 14 when she was assigned to Anakin. So well, she was probably still the same year. So she's 14. Yeah, she didn't have she yeah. didn't have a birthday be party. 17 yet. by the end of the Clone Wars. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's exciting. So, yeah, so she'll she'll be 14 through 17 throughout this this series, but. You know, yeah, it's it's weird. I think the explanation for it. I mean, like she was assigned to Anakin early. Um, in terms of, uh, I think they say that in the Clone Wars movie, if I remember correctly. It has been a while since I've seen the Clone Wars movie. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then also, you know, she is a wartime Padawan. So it's it's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, the, the Jedi lost their way when they became military officers. Yeah. And they weren't really, you know, focused on those things. So you could see it as part of the, like, the downfall of the Jedi that having someone like Ahsoka be rushed into not only apprenticeship, but also then being a military officer. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, this is weird one BBY, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. I, I agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, guys, I think I know your answers, but let me know whether or not you're adding this to your sacred text. I think so. It just as part of the Ryloth uh, episodes, but we'll talk about the rest of them then. 
Yeah, this is a no for me. I feel like it's kind of pointless, and all the other ones are much better and a lot more substantial. Yeah, I, I agree with Matt. I think the Ryloth trilogy is good, but I think this first episode in it just... It, it's not necessary, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to add it to the text. Um, we'll talk about the other Ryloth episodes, but I think this is a solid episode, and um, if you want to pick one from Season 1 to really like gauge where Ahsoka is, I think this is a good one to do that. Um, so moving on to the second episode of the Ryloth trilogy called Innocence of Ryloth. The theme of the episode is the cost of war can never be truly accounted for. The little plot summary is Obi-Wan attempts to destroy Separatist proton cannons on Ryloth that are being protected by a shield of Twi'lek hostages. In a, devast in a devastated Twi'lek town called Nabat, two clone troopers, Boyle and Waxer, befriend a young Twi'lek named Numa. Their kindness is repaid when the little girl shows the Republic forces a way to free the prisoners. And this was original air date March 6, 2009. The director was Justin Ridge, and the writer was Henry Gilroy. Is it Twi'lek so, or Twi'lek? I've always said Twi'lek. I don't... I think you can pronounce it both ways. I've, I've heard people pronounce it both ways for like forever. Like Han and Han. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Twi'lek, Twi'lek. You know. This, tomato, tomato. This episode was cool, um from like the perspective that we actually get to see Ryloth in this series. Uh, I think this is the first time we see Ryloth, right? I believe so, yeah. Yes. Um, really? Okay. Yes. It was it, is, it was yeah. definitely cool for me as someone who has done a lot of research on spice. Um, this is <laughs> one of the uh, one of the planets that is famous for spice. Uh, Ryloth produces a substance known as Rill, which is uh, very popular throughout the uh, Star Wars canon in the book that I'm reading right now, Alphabet Squadron there talking a little bit mm. about it which is uh hmm. interesting but very yeah. cool yes go watch brendan's spice video on our go youtube watch my channel spice video. Is, absolutely uh, we post about it on instagram as well it's great thank it you great. absolutely uh very so brendan week. real quick start the start the round how'd you how'd you feel about innocence of ryloth compared oh, to the other uh well i i much uh much as uh you probably guessed from what i was saying earlier uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I um, I always think it's cool when we get to see the clones kind of doing their thing and showing this individuality between them. Um, and I uh, Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters in the Clone Wars, uh, if not, like, my favorite character uh, in this entire series. So any episode that involves him, I generally gravitate towards. Um, I think it's really... Uh, generally it, gravita gravitate towards? I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, general... <laughs> hold on. Generally gravitate towards. It's, there towards. we go. Gravitate's yeah. the middle name. The first name is Lee. Lee. And then towards is the last name. Towards. General Lee gravitates, yes. G general Lee, <laughs> yes. He, he just gravitates. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really like this episode. I think it's really, um, it's, it's kind of a sweet moment between these clone troopers and like humanizing them more instead of just being a massive CGI army. Uh, I'm sure it's fun for D Bradley Baker to voice act with himself, um, constantly, but at all least the time. It, he does it all the time in this show. I know. <laughs> well, at least it was less than the, um, uh, I forget the name of the episode, but the one where there's the, the traitor or something. Hidden enemy. Um, Hidden enemy. That's what it was. Um, but I thought uh, I thought that seeing the uh, interpersonal lives of the clones was really great, and also seeing kind of the the front on Ryloth and and getting to see that battle was really cool. I thought this one was all right. Um, I do agree with Brendan. I think at least at this point in the series, Obi Wan is much more compelling to watch than Ahsoka or Anakin. I mean, the scene that we'll talk about, you know, when he's using uh, the Force on the animals. 
so badass. Such a cool scene. He's a great character. He has so much charisma that I don't think Anakin or Ahsoka ever have. Um, But for me, uh, this episode, it was a little cheesy. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it was sweet with the girl, but they took it a bit over the top for me uh, at some points. So I I thought that it was a bit much and a bit more, uh, other than the Obi-Wan stuff, a bit bit more of the same. Uh, But I, I did enjoy it more than the last episode. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this episode. Um, D. Bradley Baker, that I give him a round of applause because it, come on the show. Yeah, come honestly, D. Bradley Baker, absolutely. Um, the what man voice, voice acted himself. He voice acted with himself for like five scenes of this whole episode. I I was so impressed. Um, I'll just wait till the Umbara arc when it's literally just clones. But yeah, oh, <laughs> um. Another thing that I don't think you guys really mentioned, Mace Windu has become a bigger character with this trilogy that I've... The Ryloth trilogy. He's more of, like, towards the front, which we haven't really mm-hmm. seen too much of Mace um, throughout the first, like, 20 episodes, so it's good to see him. He's my favorite Jedi, by the way. That's why. Um, and it's not... Um, nice. It's not... Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Samuel L. Jackson. He's not voice acting him. No, it's is, not. Which is weird, but it almost sounds like him as well. Oh, Brendan has his purple saber out. Oh, so good. Um, I had to go get my no, Mace Windu lightsaber. Uh, I, I agree with Brendan. It's good to see Ryloth. Um, it's a really cool planet from what I see. Um, Obi-Wan's finally using the Force for once, which you guys know me. They don't <laughs> use the Force enough. And my notes were freaking out. They're in all caps. It's so funny. Um, and yeah... Other than the little girl, I, I will talk about her a little later on. But yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, this was always one of my favorite episodes growing up. Uh, I just, I don't know why. I just had a really strong emotional connection to it when I was when I was nine. Um, I, I I love Waxer and Boyle, who will come back occasionally throughout this show. They they don't really become main characters, unlike some of the other clones that get focused on. But they do they do come back periodically. I thought they were they had a really good dynamic between the two of them, and then once they had um, Numa with her, with them, I think that the three of them together were a very uh, good trio to have fo- to follow throughout this episode. And like you guys said, the Ryloth landscape was just so cool to see that the when they were running through the trees and stuff and doing that whole action scene i thought that was really cool um i i really enjoyed this episode like you guys said it's it's um a step up from the last episode even even though i did enjoy the last episode and yeah um i've said many times that i think my favorite episodes are the clone episodes and every time we get to like meet them and see them as people um is normally when when i enjoy the episodes the most because as i've said before you know Anakin and Obi-Wan, well, Anakin and Obi-Wan can only change so much, you know? We kind of know the trajectory they're on. Ahsoka is a new character, so you can kind of do what you want with it. But you know Anakin's going to start more towards the good and end more towards the bad, um, just because of the nature of the show. And Obi-Wan's pretty stasis throughout. But, you know, with the clones and with Ahsoka, you can do more things with with them writing storytelling-wise. So that's why I think I enjoy these episodes so much. Um... But no, yeah, let's talk about Ryloth as a, as a location that we are going to now. We are actually on the planet now. Um, it's very, I don't know, it's, it's very rocky. There's these really cool, like, rock structures, almost like Sonoma in, um, in Arizona, that just, like, huge, steep rocks that are very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cities, as we'll see, are, like, 
um, very much like twirling and almost like a big spiral thing. It's very cool. What did you guys think of like the design of Ryloth in this episode? Has anyone here played the uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars Republic Heroes video game? When I was a kid, I did, yeah. Yeah, so I used to play that on my PS2 back in the day. And I was researching right now just to fact check it, but uh, a lot of the majority of of that gameplay takes place on Ryloth. And I thought I recognized it from this episode, and I was correct. Mm -hmm. So just a little... I don't know if you can still purchase that game anywhere, but fun game. I played that game extensively. Sure it is like free to. on Steam. What? Nick and free? I just had this conversation earlier today, so it was like weird that you mentioned this game. Yeah, it's free Hold on up. Steam right Go now. Steam. Apparently, that's what he said. But yeah. Yo, free. all right. Well, I I, 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 was, I might. I think, yeah. Oh. I might have to hit that up. Yeah, that that was a fun Matt, game. You didn't say it. No, Matt. Come on. Wait, you what? Say it. I might play that. I might play that. Hey. Oh. I take it back. You know what? I. Missed opportunity. I might have to play that. Yep. No, no that's it's not the, the first time. Of the show. That's why you said it the first time. We just didn't edit it. We're good. <laughs> you know, I might play that. Uh, Sorry, what's, what's no, the yeah. name of Ryloth. The, the game? Republic, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars Republic Heroes. Uh, oh, maybe it's not that game. Maybe it's Knights of the Old Republic. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, it's the Old Republic because it's featured on Bruh. the page. Nolan. Sorry, boys. Wrong Jagweed. Game. I well, I Star have Wars been wanting to play Old Republic, so that's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm sorry, we'll, we'll get there. Maybe, maybe someday we'll create a Twitch account and we can play video games there. Oh God, can we please yeah. do? Yes, go for it. Yes, do it. Make a Twitch if you account. You want to go for it? Ryloth, absolutely. It's twenty dollars yes. on Steam. That's really expensive. Wow. Okay. <laughs> for a Steam game. Uh, Ryloth. Anyway, Ryloth. Ryloth. <laughs> Very cool. I thought the design was neat. As someone who appreciates good world design i thought it was very interesting to see uh the way that it was constructed and i thought that like adding the touches of like the beasts later on and more like native things to that world was was very cool now brendan did it feel lived in though you know i think that it it felt less lived in because they were under occupation but once you got to like the destroyed cities i would say that it, it did seem more lived in although the cities were a little too totaled for my taste because oh, everything was destroyed you know mm, that's true i'm only asking that because we we've had this conversation so many times on the yes, alien franchise episodes <laughs> yes <laughs> real quick uh topic of conversation i'd like to bring up um just because you made me think of it is that this this episode made me really think of um i don't know about you guys but it made me think of maybe more holocaust world war ii type of parallels that you go through you know destroyed towns um they were like, oh, everything's destroyed, all the buildings are destroyed, kind of like Crystal Knocked, and then also having people in concentration camps, um, a little girl running around trying to save them, you know, I, I, I don't know if, it, it kind of felt American military going into concentration camps type of type of episode for me. Did you guys get that vibe at all? Floyd, I had a little girl, I thought of Schindler's List, kind of like the little girl in the yeah. red coat. I, I don't know why I was like seeing that watching this episode but yeah it, that that's what i kept thinking about and happier ending than that because it was like this little girl in that movie. yeah a lot happier yeah yeah that's true but yeah i did it, <laughs> it's so weird yeah cool um yeah I, I thought that was that was some really good stuff you know it's yeah it's just a really good episode what i mean what did you guys think of waxer and boyle as main characters these are these are new clones for us yeah i thought they were pretty fun 
they seemed like interesting. I liked how they kind of played off of each other, uh, personality-wise. Yeah, they were cool. I always like watching these, like when it's more uh, the rookie clones, and you know we have an episode where they go through some sort of experience that, uh, you know, makes them more experienced soldiers and then they kind of have like a bonding moment with a general or a Jedi at the end is kind of usually the pattern that it follows. It's always very heartwarming. Yeah, it... No, yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, they they had two very different personalities, especially with like... Um, is it Numa? Is that the little girl's name? Numa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Nera? Because I think... Nera. Didn't Waxer want to like help the little girl and Boyle's like, nope, we're not doing that. Or vice versa. Someone... Yeah. But yeah, it, I actually wanted to adopt her. They, they like they played yeah. off each other really well, kind of like what Brennan said, and yeah, I kind of like them as characters. Yeah, I thought I thought they were great, and and these were characters that I latched onto as a kid. I don't really know why. I, I think they maybe just their dynamic along with Na- uh, Numa was just just fantastic, and I thought it was very heartwarming. Then by the end, to have you know Numa help save everyone and then get reunited with her parents, you know, I thought that was. Very sweet, and then Obi Wan immediately taking, uh, you know, a liking to her was very sweet as well. Um, which I guess we can talk about those those dark idea of like you know what let's starve these beasts and feed clones to them, which is very dark for a uh, for nine year old Ryan to be watching. But you know it is what it is. I don't know how, how did you guys like get thrown off by how dark this this concept is by the the showrunners to do this. It was very similar to Ramsay Bolton in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. where like he would make his hounds really vicious so that they would kill everything that came near them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, the episode is like it is a dark concept, but they present it like not lightheartedly, but yeah, kind of kid friendly. I thought it's not as violent as some of the other episodes. So it, for me, that didn't come through too much. But yeah, that happens a lot with some Clone Wars episodes where it's like. Man, that, that was a fun, you know, fun, enjoyable episode. Then you read a little bit deeper, and you're like, oh, wow, they were, like, killing yeah. and murdering yeah, people. Like over yeah, it, it, first, it gets dark. You were, yeah. like, kind of stuck. You're like, wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? Yeah. But kind of like what Matt said, they kind of said it in, like, a nice little kid-friendly way. Like, oh, yeah, here's what we do. Type of deal. <laughs> what? And it's just the start of it. It's Yay. just the start of the darkness. Um... <sighs> No, yeah, that that scene that we, we should talk about with those with those beasts and Obi Wan just all the way the sound design goes out and he's just you know all the the shooting slowly stops and Obi Wan is just like guiding these these beasts uh, I think they're called the Gutkers um, uh, oh, yes. into this into this alleyway I don't know I think it was it was one of the most badass episodes of this trilogy the most badass episode uh, moment comes yeah. in the next episode I but uh, it's such a cool moment here. Yes, facts. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's super badass. I love Obi Wan. He's just such a, such a like even as an anime character, he has such like a commanding screen presence. Which like yeah, I don't right. think I've ever used to describe any animated character ever. But he's just so yeah. fun to watch, yeah. even in this crappy season one animation. But you say crappy, but like it's definitely better than the beginning of season one. Like oh no yeah doubt. yeah it is. Yes. But it's still there are moments that are like ooh. Yeah, it's steadily improving though. Yeah, I feel like is. we talk about it this is. every episode. Like it's slowly but surely getting better. Um. Uh, but one last moment from this episode I wanted to talk about hit me right in the heart when uh when Obi Wan says it means brother. Nara means brother. Aww, I don't know. That was cute. Did that Aww. did that hit you guys at all? It was, it cute. was cute. I thought it was cute. 
It was sweet. Yeah. She adopted it very early on. Which yeah. I thought was cute. She was like, oh, you're cute. You're people. You're people. You're not droids. Uh, but I thought it was cool how she See, accepted them. Numa, Numa seemed like a baby Yoda to me. She was season. Like, Brother. love them both. But, like, they're always, like... Aww. Why were you just, like, hugging Obi-Wan when he was about Aww. to get mowed down? Like, Aww. He's a Jedi! <laughs> he doesn't mean to... <laughs> but also, I don't know if you guys... I don't know if you guys she's noticed this. She started out yeah. in the beginning, like, when we first see her in the episode. Yeah, she's as, like, five a years old. Color, whatever, however but at the very she end, is. she turned, like, a green. She know. Like, it was a solid green color. It was weird. Yeah, I had to stop the episode. I was like, I don't know either. Oh, I didn't I did not notice that. Yeah, it was so weird to me. Maybe it was supposed yeah. to change with the lighting. I don't know. You know? Probably. But. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really much else to talk about in this episode. Are we adding this to our text, guys? Yeah. It's going to be no for me. It's not a bad really? episode. I just don't think it's all that consequential. Okay. It's going to be a yes for me. It's one of my favorite of this Ryloth trilogy, and I really like Ryloth. So, yeah, I'm going to add it to the sacred text. Yeah, maybe it's just nostalgia for me for this being one of my favorite episodes, but this is this is definitely one of the better episodes of season one for me. I think def- definitely yes. Um, and, you know... So far, I, I've really enjoyed this Ryloth trilogy. So uh, let's get into the third, the last one, Liberty on Ryloth. The theme of it is compromise is a virtue to be cultivated, not a weakness to be uh, despised. Uh, Jedi Master Mace Windu seeks an alliance with Twi'lek freedom fighter Chamsin Dula, hoping that the Twi'lek rebels and Republic troops can together break the Separatist stranglehold on Ryloth's capital city, Lesu. But to get Syndulla's help, Mace must settle a feud between him and the corrupt Senator Orn Frita. The uh, details of this episode was the original air date was March 13th, 2009. The director was Rob Coleman, and the writer was Henry Gilroy. Uh, and yeah, that is that is the basic details of Liberty on Ryloth. Is this your guys' favorite episode of the trilogy, Brendan? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one... I'm not sure if I like it more than the last one, um, but it's definitely still a great episode. I thought that it was really cool to see Mace Windu in action and kind of uh, understand more of the politics going on behind the scenes in Ryloth and understanding the situation. Uh, I thought was really interesting, and I think that in terms of this like trilogy of episodes, I think it plays in really well to the series as a whole. It's a great episode. Definitely my favorite out of the out of the trilogy and the four that we're talking about. I love, love Mace Windu. His scene here is absolutely amazing. Um, and I, we've talked about before how sometimes Clone Wars gets into uh, kind of the gray area of this war and in terms of the politics and what these different senators are accomplishing or what they what they think they're accomplishing but the actual effects it's having on the planets and its inhabitants. I always like when, when we're exploring things like that that kind of move us away from the traditional and just black and white, good and bad. Uh, storytelling i loved the, um, the i forget the character's name but the uh, the rebel freedom guy he is awesome i i love Very the way they animated character him. in star wars lore now yeah the way. The, the way they animated him like he was just there was a lot of emotion conveyed from his face whatever the design they did it was very cool looking loved it i agree with matt the animation on um Sindula is just 
amazing. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, I also really loved this episode. Um, more Mace Windu. What can't you love about that? Um, there was some dialogue between the droids that I was kind of like, ugh, really? It's cheesy. I'm like, okay, great. It, you didn't really need to say any of it, but cool. But other than that, I love love the episode. Yeah, I thought this was a, a really cool way to end the trilogy. And um, yeah, Mace Windu's a badass throughout. There's some really cool setup with Champs and Dula, um, who comes back in a novel called Lords of the Sith. He comes back later in this show. Uh, his daughter is one of the main characters in Rebels, uh, Harris and Dula. Um, hmm. Yeah, he, he comes back uh, a lot in, in the Star Wars lore, so it's very cool to see him introduced. Uh, yeah, Mace Windu has some of the most badass action in Season 1. Um, and then, you know, actually having Ryloth be liberated is, is very satisfying after the last two episodes. I, I agree, Until I like Innocence a little more. Imperial control. Exactly, yeah, and then that is a whole new fight that they have to do. So, like, basically, I think what's really interesting is that, like, they're having this whole conversation of, like, whether or not the Republic will occupy, and the Republic technically doesn't, technically it's the Empire, but, you know, it is, like, Cham is right throughout this episode that they will become under siege again, just Mace Windu will be dead by then, but, you know, yeah. you hate to see it. Um, or maybe he lived, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Didn't Samuel um, Jackson played with that yet. That he thinks he, he lived. He wants, yeah, he wants him to, to still be alive, but I saw, did we, I don't know, that's a pretty hefty fall. Did we talk about this, how some people think that Mace Windu believed he was the chosen one and that's why he was the way that he was towards Anakin? Oh. Maybe. I've never heard that before. I, d I read that somewhere and I think that, um, I forget like the actual details of the theory, but I think that like that's a weird uh, and interesting lens to put Mace Windu under. Uh, when you consider his interactions regarding Anakin and, you know, the rest of the series. Interesting. I mean, he definitely yeah. is one of the most powerful Jedi that there are. You know, oh, he's basically the second-in-command after Yoda um, on the Jedi Council. So, yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting, uh, you know, theory to have about, about Mace Windu. And, I mean, we might as well talk about it, um, unless there's something specific that you guys want to talk about with this episode. You know, when he is actually leading the fight at the end and has that moment where the bridge turns off and all the sound design goes off. Oh, that's And so it is cool. just him free-falling and catching onto the droid's uh, speeder bike, whatever you want to call it, jumping all the way to the edge, saving the clones. Like, it just such an amazing display of Force ability, similar to, to his episodes in the uh, Gindy Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars series. That's not canon, if you guys have seen that. I have not, but yes, this scene is superb. It took my breath away. It, it, it was so well done. I love the fear in his eyes as soon as they realized that bridge is going away. And that's, like, genuinely a very terrifying thing because the bridge is already see-through. You're probably already scared uh, that you're going to fall through. And then just uh, immediately taking it away. Oh, God, it was so awesome to see. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, agree no, with that. Definitely. Um, one small thing that I want to bring up here is that we we get the first instance that i know of of blurgs that came back the in uh, the mandalorian um yes, that is the cool. things that um he rides in the in the first couple episodes with uh, nick nolte's character the uh didn't um is that what um didn't anakin fall off one of those in the clone wars uh in did he attack of the clones rather no i think those were the giant cows on naboo oh okay they? 
That wasn't a blur. Where is a? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh, remember. you mean in the Genosis scene? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I, the one that you're talking about on Naboo. No, no. Remember in the Blue Shadow Virus episodes, those like cows that died from drinking the water. Right. Yeah. No. Those. Oh, it was those. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was one of those. Um. I couldn't remember. No. This one is basically a massive action scene, but I do also like the interactions between Champs and Dula and Orn Free Ta. Um, I think it's a, it's always interesting when this show gives you a little more of the political background, um, the politics of, yeah. of the time, even though I know that some people complain about that in, in the movies, which I think is fair to, to you know say that about the movies, but then it also does lead to an overcorrection in the, in the sequel trilogy where we get none of the geopolitics and we have no idea what's going on which was a little um, facts expect- annoying. Yep. yeah yeah so it's like i think like maybe the prequels is a little too political and the sequels are way not political enough in terms of like knowing how it's going um but i think the clone wars is a good place to do that kind of stuff um even though it is a kid's show i think weaving these kind of themes in teaches children a lot about the way that compromise and politics works or is yeah. supposed to work you know um especially you know this was made back in 2008, probably, leading up to the uh, the election, you know. That's probably a, a good thing um, to have there. But now, I mean, at this point in 2020, what, what the fuck is going on? But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, something, there is no such thing as compromise. Something that I think is really interesting is that we also get to see kind of this discourse between Wat Tambor and uh, Count Dooku. Um, which is, I feel like a lot of the times the separatists and their like politics and the inner workings of their kind of like council and things like that uh, remain very much like aloof to us. Like we don't see that nearly as much as we see the the Republic and uh, the inner workings of that. Uh, but to kind of see this tension between Wat Tambor and Count Dooku, I thought was super interesting, um, especially at the end because he doesn't like want to give up control and Count Dooku's like, you got to get out of there. Um, and then Count Dooku's like, fine, I'll just fucking blow you up. So, Yeah, and it mirrors very well having Cham and Orn Free Ta make the, the compromise and Dooku basically saying, fuck you, Wat Tambor, I'm, I'm leaving you to get captured, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Very, very on the nose, but also at the same time, you know, still good. It's mm-hmm. This is still a kid's show, you still know? Mm-hmm. Teaching, teaching the kids that compromise will get you places and not compromising will just get one of you in trouble. Um... <laughs> So don't fight on the schoolyard, kids. Um, not that hopefully you're going to be on the schoolyard anytime soon. Um, not a great idea, but I, I don't know. Is there anything else from this this trilogy that you guys want to talk about before we uh, move on to the last episode of this pairing? I'm good. No. I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing really fast. The droids... There's one part in particular where Mace Windu and the other clones are hiding. And they're like, oh, they can't shut us down now because we're all independent thinkers. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Who cares? I'm like, you didn't have to Troy say that. Humor. It was just... A... It was so dumb. I thought that but... was kind of funny, actually. But <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. It was he so was dumb. Like, we're all independent um, thinkers, right? Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. roger, roger. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Um, but there's one shot of when the village was on fire that I thought just looked so good. I don't know if you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Where they firebomb um, it? That was really dark oh, for yeah, this episode. That was really dark, too. Because right before that, they're like, yeah, there's just women and children in there. And then it explodes. Yeah. And he's like, damage yeah. report. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, fucked I up. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. 
I was like, this is a show for nine-year-olds? Yeah. Maybe? This is a show for babies? Yeah. Killing and again, and this, shot, this, this show was supposed to be for kids, and continuously they're like, eh, I don't want it to be about kids. They, or for kids. They broke the Geneva Conventions. They violated the Geneva Conventions. Yes. Fire You're right. They did, and they paid the price, and Watt Tambor's gonna go to jail for it. Take uh-huh. Can't Watt um, Tambor, no, yeah, like, very not dark. speak? In the in Attack of the Clones, or something, or he doesn't speak common or whatever. I don't know what is it called. Is it called common in Star Wars? Basic, basic. Okay, it's common in D and D, and I've been in D and D mindset lately. So, anyway, <laughs> but yes, yeah, be, yeah. Uh, guys, you added liberty on Ryloth to your sacred texts. I certainly am. I think this is a great episode, and I think that it really enhances the story of the overall Clone Wars. Uh, politic arc hell yeah it's a it's a great episode uh definitely my favorite one out of the the four we are reviewing here uh yeah i'm i'm adding it to the sacred text um i feel like it shows a good bit of mace and shows his kind of like character arc um so yeah i'm adding it uh, yeah, I thought there's some, some awesome action. Once again, Ryloth is very cool. Adding Champs and Dula to the Star Wars universe. Um, some amazing shots um, throughout. And then also that amazing about 20-second sequence of Mace being a badass. Uh, yeah, and, and being a very satisfying conclusion to these three episodes, which I enjoyed all three of them. So definitely getting into my sacred text. I think the Ryloth trilogy is a must if you are watching through the Clone Wars. I think it's some really good stuff. Um, but we're moving on to, actually, a mo- an episode that takes place, it's the 51st episode in chronological order, called Hostage Crisis. It takes place basically during season three. Slide um, is my life. So, Hostage Crisis, the theme is, a secret shared is a trust formed. That's kind of weird. A trust formed? Okay. You know, whatever. Anakin sneaks into the Senate building on Coruscant to meet Padme to prove uh, his trust in her. He hands her his lightsaber. Meanwhile, surprise attack. Cad Bane and his associates seal the Senate building and take several senators, including Padme, hostage. Can Anakin free the hostages without his weapon? Uh, the details of this episode is original air date March 20th, 2009. The director is Giancarlo Volpe. The writer is Aogon uh, Mahoney. And the, uh, the quote, is I got business with the Senate. How about you step aside? Said by Cad Bane. Uh, and um, Cad Bane. Just a, just a, a side <laughs> note I want to say before we get going on hit, on this. Uh, Cad Bane and Zero the Hut is the same voice actor, Corey Burton. Very different Wait, voices, but <laughs> Interesting. Um, very versatile voice actor there. Um, yeah, guys, let's talk about Cad Bane, one of the coolest characters to come out of this show. He is very... I like his voice a lot. Um, I think... And also, you know my favorite thing about Cad Bane? The sound of his guns. His guns mm-hmm. just sound so cool. The, like, oh, man, just the like the blaster fire. I just, I think, sounds super awesome. I'm looking up to see what else uh, Corey Burton has been in uh, besides just voicing mm-hmm. Cad Bane. Uh, but get, uh, continue to talk Thanks about Cad Bane, and, and we'll come back to that. Oh, he's Cad Bane is fantastic. I, I couldn't remember when he popped up or if he popped up in season one. So I was glad to see him make an appearance here. I love how, uh, like Brendan said, his voice, he, he's a very ruthless character, and oftentimes it's a very cliche in villains, but I think it actually comes across really well here. It's a pretty dark episode. It's a lot of executions. 
a lot of absolutely no prisoners taken, no mercy shown. Execution. Yes. Yes, and his whole squad is so badass. You got the uh, girl, yeah. the or sniper or girl, or a sing who the, gets killed yes. by Tobias Beckett later on. In, oh, you know the guy from Solo, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, they say that in Solo. Yeah, he's like, you killed Aura oh. Singh. That's. I think I do remember addressed. us talking about that. I, I honestly yeah. forgot Solo existed. That, that <laughs> has been. I, I could. Me that, too. I have not thought about that movie since we talked about it for the podcast. Go listen to the episode. Um, I love the <laughs> duck fish rabbit guy, whatever his name is. That weird looking dude. He's yeah. cool. Let me see if I can find his name on the uh, the episode guide. Duck, fish, rabbit guy. Yeah, that's what he Those did. were the three animals that came to mind when I saw his face. <laughs> also, Corey Burton is a very accomplished voice actor, and it would uh, it would not behoove me to try and go through and name all of his, his achievements, but he's, he's a very that, cool dude. That's quite okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, Cad Bane is so awesome. He's he's based off of the, uh, the Clint Eastwood character and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, um, oh really? Yeah, he, yeah I, I guess they have awesome. the hat. And the voice, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he he's a very cool character. Um, I I think it's a shame that we don't get as much of him going through the show later. We were going to get more episodes with him, uh, in season six and seven before it got canceled. Um, so I hope maybe we'll get more of him in the Bad Batch series. You know, now that we have that to look forward to, the Clone Wars, um, sequel series. I think that he's a he's a very awesome character, very badass cowboy type thing. Um. Hey, you know, something, side note, really interesting about uh, Corey Burton is that he does the voice of the uh, ghost host in the Haunted Mansion Holiday uh, overlay at Disneyland, uh, which is is very cool. Um, That is cool. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it's... um, Yeah, yes, Nolan. Uh, I wanted to ask you, because you've played this game, Oh, Cad Bane, yep. to me, reminded me of a character from Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you were oh. thinking that as well. Aaron Black? I don't... What, what was the name again? Aaron Black. E-R-R-O-N Black. I think that's how you pronounce... How you spell it. Let me look. Or just, um... What's his name from Overwatch? Yeah, kind of. Matt Mercer's character. It's High Noon. But I, I thought of him like a Western like a western villain but also i kept thinking that. mortal Kombat. yeah yeah um yeah that, that, that's what i kind of thought um so yeah, yeah certainly what did you his, guys think of i was gonna ahead. say certainly his skill set and his weapons and his whole crew i would imagine would be very fun to play in a mortal Kombat type game yeah, as be- always i like to see when villains have you know uh different uh, clever ways of uh, you know, achieving their goals. I like all the different detonations he sets off. Like Brendan said, the gun. I love the sound effects. I love. I as soon as he sees Anakin, he just immediately tries to shoot him. And what I like most about this episode is that it is a clever concept. Although I do think the stuff with Anakin and Padme is so cringy, and Anakin is so annoying. Yeah. I do like how. Thank you. Yes, that was terrible. You. I like how we get a clever concept where it's, uh, you know, he's he's a impaired Jedi. He doesn't have his one. Uh, main tool and then she has a secret that she you know the lights here but that she can't really reveal openly and she has to somehow get it to him in a veiled way which is like basically their whole relationship yeah so one thing i wanted to say about that matt um you brought up the lightsaber my big issue is she had that lightsaber in her sleeves okay and like (laughs) and she she didn't attack him (laughs) okay 
that that's on there. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, now. okay. Her, so she had her hands like, you guys can't see this, but I have my hands like overlapping, kind of like the sleeves, like a sensei type thing. So she has them like this. All of a sudden, Anakin comes in and she goes, oh, Anakin, both arms out, running and hugging him. Where did that lightsaber go? Was it like in a pocket in her sleeve? It made me so upset. But also, she did not use that lightsaber at all. And I was like, oh, maybe she just doesn't know how to use it. But you then pressed Anakin the button. She's like, I have your lightsaber. And it comes out. I'm like, dude, you could have helped everyone here. But no. She was like, you oh can't my let gosh. them know that we're together. I would rather die than... Padme was... It yeah. Can't, can't let them know that we're together, but then also, Annie, Annie, ooh, shut Literally. up, Padme. But no, but I find Anakin to be the most annoying here. In this very first scene, it's like, let the woman do her job and save the damn galaxy, you horny freak. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, damn, like, you're do, really do you horny, not, huh? Like, he's, he's like, I have to know if you trust me, and I, then he gives her the lightsaber. It's like, calm down, bro. Keep your lightsaber. Like, do you even Very love hum- me? Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Oh my word. It's very Hayden Christensen. Woo! I almost said Hans Christian Andersen, but that's, he wrote the Christmas <laughs> stories. That's not right. Um, yeah. Hayden say. Christensen is what I meant. Oh, Hans. No. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, I, I thought for a lot of this episode, um, one thing that Anakin not having his lightsaber reminded me of um was this one level in Fallen Order, Nolan. Uh, hey, review of Fallen Order, I might play that, and Octo Island crossover coming in the future at some point. Um, Nolan yes. and I have both been very hard at work 100%ing the game so that we can talk about it uh, as a crossover for both of these shows. It'll be very fun. Uh, but anyway, there's a level in that game um, where you... I won't go into specifics, but you, you lose your lightsaber and, and you don't uh, you don't have it anymore. Uh, and you have to, like, you know, s- do these various tasks without it. And um, after, like, relying on your lightsaber for such a long time to, like, just, like, kill creatures and, like, do random shit and, um, you know, just generally... I feel like... It was really interesting because that really put it into perspective for me how much um, the lightsaber is, like, a tool for the Jedi. And so, like, watching this episode before, I feel like I might have been like, well, he has the Force, he's fine, like, it doesn't matter. Um, But, like, I feel like now... It sounds weird to be like, I've been in this situation. But, like, playing a video game... (laughs) Playing a video game where you no longer have your lightsaber and understanding kind of, like, the what the things that come the struggles that come along with like losing your lightsaber and not having it in a situation like that um you know as a jedi uh i think it really contextualizes uh this episode a little bit better for me at least so i i thought the same thing brennan i thought about that fallen order like love i'm gonna call it a level even though it's not really a level it's a level layout game yeah um but to like counter you you know me, I'm always like, the Force is another tool you have to use as a Jedi. Sure. And I feel like he, like, Anakin finally used the Force um, when he was kind of cornered in that hallway and he used the Force to take the gun. But then he, like, didn't move. He just kind of stood there with holding the gun and the guy from down the hall goes, snipe, and hits him right, like, right in the arm or something. Like, 
use your force, dude. Use your force, but also move out of the way. Stop being a little bitch. You uh, just like didn't really think about it, huh? No, he, uh, I, I, I can't. And then he act, he acts so like, uh, uh. But I'm here, I'm here, Padme. It's like, shut up. Oh, yeah, that, he is. That, that might be my least. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's majorly annoying. But I do to get back to Cad Bane a bit. I do really like once we get to the whole. Um, he's trapping them in the room. Um, and while they're looking for the Jedi, I think that's a cool concept. And I know Floyd had said that this episode it chronologically takes place in season three, I believe. Um, I'm trying to remember that it, that exact set of episodes, but I, 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 I do remember. Isn't there an episode in Clone Wars, right, like where they're all trapped in a room together in a box? Isn't that like an episode with Cad Bane? If you guys remember that, I think so. Maybe. I, okay, I didn't know if it was related to this episode at all, but, but 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 maybe not. But I just my point is I like how this episode is clever, and I think that's like something that the very first episode that we reviewed that we talked about in this set of four is missing. It's just like people battling, but this is like people battling, but you know it's a little bit different from what stakes, we've seen before. You know? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. They really raise the stakes like, on this episode, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, and there was also like Cad Bane's like little. Um, like gang that's behind him. I know we already said it, but they are so badass. Yeah, they're really. You have that one. You have that one guy with the horns on his neck from earlier in season one. I forget what they were called. Um, but oh my word, it was just so cool. The one that's so the cool. same race as Hondo. Um, yes. The pir- I forget. I always get them and the Nictos confused. The pirates. Um, yeah, they're 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 the pirates. I can't remember what they were though. I always forget uh, their actual like race name. Uh, Weequay, the Weequay. So he was. I don't know if he was one of. Weequay. Do you do you think he was one of the pirates that we actually saw in the? Um, I think so. Yeah, in the in the other episode, with uh, with that. I'm I'm waiting for Ryan said that. Uh, that Han uh, that Hondo comes back at some point, so I'm waiting for the return of Hondo. I I bet episodes. you it's this season that this episode was supposed to take place in. Oh, I maybe. bet you it's a part of that season because I feel like that guy was Hondo's right hand man because I feel like I've like I've seen him before, just like he had the glasses on like Hondo's right hand man from earlier in yeah, season one. Maybe maybe it was him. I just feel like it's the same group. I don't yeah. know. It's um. It's interesting to me that they like that this episode was supposed to be from later on, and they introduced Cad Bane as kind of this concept. Because I remember uh, being younger and seeing like commercials with Cad Bane in them um, a lot more as it got into the series. But I, I guess I didn't realize how early on in the show he actually appeared. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, but in this in this episode, we we also get a. Um, a lot a look at Bail Organa, which I think is kinda cool. Um Yes. Mm-hmm. Being kind of uh emphasizing his character more as like we get to learn about him as uh you know, layer la- layers. Uh you know, liar, <laughs> princess liar. Uh you no, know, uh Princess Liar. <laughs> Uh, but as as Princess Leia's uh, surrogate father figure, and I think that kind of the expansion of him as a uh, as a character um, is something that's we don't get as much in the main movies. 
Um, Matt, d- did we talk about this in the when we were reviewing the prequels? I don't really remember. Oh, about him being Leia's father. Yes, I believe we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think because we he, he makes he, it a bit. He, yeah he has he's in a lot of the prequel scenes, um, but I like how they use him in, in the Clone Wars because um, to my knowledge. I don't think there's ever an episode that like features him specifically, but I like how he is always usually involved if Padme is involved, and they don't necessarily like point uh, point out that explicitly. They're like, oh hey, remember that's you know Leia's father, but they they they, they do make a point of I don't know like he always seems like a good guy like like in all he these seems scenes, like a kind and man. I think that's always interesting. Yeah. He does seem like a kind man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of funny. Um, there was one scene in this that I thought was really funny because they never explain it and I and I still don't really understand what happened but they go into they go into a dark room and they scare this droid and this droid is like this it's shaped like an anatomically correct woman um, and yeah. it's like pink and white and I'm like <laughs> What is that droid for? Like, if I if I had to take a wild guess as to maybe what that droid is just for, maybe. just maybe, and you know, not anticipating anyone to come back into that dark room, uh, or maybe like waiting for someone and like not really like it wasn't the person that the droid was expecting. Uh, I would love for someone to explain to me what that droid is because at the moment in my mind that is a sex doll droid. I believe oh, so. Definitely a sex droid. And um, Onakonda Far is definitely the one that was going to come back to that dark room later. Oh, almost. No, I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Definitely, um, he was definitely coming back to that room. <laughs> uh, most, most definitely. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I seem to remember that that type of droid makes an appearance somewhere else in this series it looked familiar I assume so, but... but the de- the design it definitely it definitely looks out of place i don't know in the star wars universe just because i mean we do get like you know insights into like the cd underworld but i, I don't know I, I don't think we've ever seen explicitly a, <laughs> a prostitute before a prostitute robot <laughs> yeah that's a first i think yeah I thank don't... you clone wars kids tv show thank you kids tv show for covering more about you know the i talked about in my in my spice video how star wars wears this family friendly facade um in front of like a lot of like these random themes but you know that underbelly uh of of drugs and 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 sex and rock and roll in the star wars universe that's my next video <laughs> coming soon <laughs> Drug, drug sex and rock and roll in Star, Star Wars universe. <laughs> it was definitely the fifties. It was just the fifties. Yeah, exactly. The fifties of the, <laughs> the Star, Star Wars, Wars universe, universe is the fifties. Nineteen fifties Star Wars. <laughs> so then I, we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, but freeing Zero, uh, the whole thing with like freeing Zero the Hut, um, this was a third party play, I assume. Um, you know, is, is kind of what we were saying earlier. Uh, and I feel like maybe that's why Palpatine was so distraught over it, because he, like, wasn't expecting that. He was like, oh, like, why? Or if he was expecting it, he didn't think that the Hut cartel would, like, have the balls to do that or something. Um, I don't know. I believe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Hut cartel to actually uh, say definitively whether or not... Um, 
it like it was something that would have been shocking at that point but i i thought that that was interesting and i i think that they do a good job of uh with with palpatine at least so far they haven't you know explicitly like showed him you know being evil we always see you know uh either him with the hood on or there's him as the good guy doing all these political things but there's like one line in in this scene where the one senator has to uh, go and be a hostage or something like that and he's like oh don't worry we've all got our own job to play and he kind of gives this eerie little look and you're like oh you slime ball but yeah i I think this i think it makes sense because it just seems like hey i'm doing my own thing why are you meddling in this i have my ulterior motives don't interfere in my ulterior motives yeah 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 yeah, for sure. Sorry, I had to uh, bounce out there for a minute, guys, but I'm back. Um, I think that we're good to uh, go into whether or not this is getting added to our sacred text. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? I think I. it's very rarely that I will say not to watch an episode of the show. Um, because even though that this is sort of like a... Um, uh, you know, like it, it is an anthology series... Um, as the Clone Wars, um, but I think that you need to see these moments of when, like, how devoted Anakin really is to Padme, and and like really understanding the sort of you know social pressures that they're both under, and I think that like building the story uh, is really important. So I think. I think I am going to still add this to my sacred text. I, I you will be hard pressed to find an episode that I won't say that you should watch. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I'm gonna add it. Yes, uh, this is also definitely a sacred text edition for me. I think it's a great episode. I do really uh, hate the whole Anakin Padme stuff, but I think it does work in showing how obsessive Anakin is over Padme and how uh, obsessive over this relationship he is, which kind of, I think, foreshadows some of the darker turns that it takes later on, even if it is really annoying and kind of doesn't make sense at times in this episode. I think you do have to watch this because, I mean, this is the first introduction of Cad Bane. Uh, Definitely, I would say, the greatest villain to come out of this Star Wars, Clone Wars series. Actually, no, I take that back. The other... uh, Massage Ventures may be better. Oh, yeah, Massage. actually, no, I think she's better. What about Savage Press um, later on? I, I don't remember who that is. Yellow. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah, he's great too. Yeah. A lot it's of not, cool villains. He, that's he's, not a spoiler. He, he's, yeah, he, he's one of the cool ones. So, yeah, definitely a Sacred Text edition. Yeah, um, I, I really like this episode. I think it was a good wrap up to season one. Um, it showed some more bounty hunter stuff which we got a little glimpse of earlier on with the pirates that we talked or uh, now i'm saying it those aren't bounty hunters i'm stupid um but we got a little glimpse of bounty hunters for like kind of the first time which i thought was really cool um i agree with matt you got to see how obsessive anakin is over padme and which kind of like leads towards his dark side which i thought was really cool you got to see more of Anakin as a sensitive character. We didn't really see that too much, and he showed more emotion in this, and you can see it with the animation as well. Um, but yeah, I would add this to my sacred text. 
Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed this episode. Sorry, I didn't get to give my full thoughts on it, but um, I think Cad Bane, like you guys said, is one of the best villains to come out of this show. Um, the, it's a good intro for him. He's very intimidating in this episode. He does some very violent things, but yeah, the Anakin and Padme stuff isn't really enough for me to take it off the list, so uh, I'm definitely going to say yes and add this to the sacred text. So our next episode, we should say, one more time, is going to be a season one wrap-up, so we'll be talking about season one holistically there. I'm very excited for that episode next, but uh, you guys want to plug the other shows on the network? You got it. I have them right here. So, the other shows that we have on the network are, of course, uh, our flagship show, the Cinema Talk podcast, which is our long-form movie review podcast. We have the CTP Movie Journal, which is Matt and Ryan's miscellaneous short-form movie podcast featuring their best of lists, the best of the decade, coming soon, yeah? Very good. Yes, yes, yes. Very exciting. Uh, Of course, we have Stop, Wait, What, which is uh, our improv comedy advice show that I host. Back in Style, which is the newcomer-friendly episodic review of Twin Peaks. They'll never spoil anything past uh, the episode they're talking about. Uh, Twist Among Mysteries, your one-stop shop for everything spooky and occult. Uh, Octo... Oh, wait. Nope, this is Octo Island. Uh, Extended Universe (laughs) Star Wars podcast. Listen to more episodes of this. Uh, And then, of course, we have uh, I Might Play That, which is our brand-new video game review podcast. Um, which we just had an episode about the Super Smash Brothers series come out. Uh, if you're a fan of Smash, definitely worth a listen. Me, uh, Nolan, and Logan talking about that one. Social media, yes. gen- uh, gentlemen. Yes, and as always, you can check us out on social media. We are at Twisted Mug Media on Twitter and Instagram. We would greatly appreciate uh, if you could look us up, give us a follow, give us a like, uh, you know, throw us a bone. On Instagram right now. Yes, we. It's pretty cool. So, to the people who are listening to this who do follow us, uh, thank you. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, at the beginning, we wanted, we kept on saying we wanted to grow our social media presence, and I think we have accomplished that. But as always, we'd like to grow it even more. And ways you can help doing that is by contacting us if you want to uh, reach out to us at our email, twistedmugmedia@gmail.com. Give us any feedback, what you like, what you didn't like, and always give us a five star review on iTunes if you do feel so inclined. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Yeah, check us out on Podbean, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold. And also check out our YouTube channel at Twisted Mug Media Company, I believe it is right now. we might. I think I'm going to change it to Network. Yeah, um, need to do that. Brennan has his video on Spice, and we'll be having more videos out on there very soon. Very exciting. Yeah, and uh, look forward to some really cool podcasts next week, guys. We have some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, but for right now, I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matthew. And I'm Nolan. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening. May the force yep. be with you. Always. release did mention that i need this buzzing on my phone is getting so annoying i'm sorry about that take a pause when you edit this just cut this out um the press release did say though that it's going to take place after jesus christ logan stop texting the group chat (laughs) just put your phone on do not disturb yeah
Come on, Floyd. Now I did. I don't drop the fucking ball. Never do that. I don't. Okay, that's a thing I guess I could do, but I don't. Fat um, peen. 